0: Hello, welcome, Kia ora Tato and assalamu alaikum. This is the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy uh, with me, josh Edison, dr. m Dentith, and Obviously, there is only one thing we're going to be talking about this week there there, there really isn 't any any other topics that uh, could even come close and
1: also because we often have a kind of light hearted look at the news it's fairly hard to be lighthearted yes. about this week 's topic yeah. so for those of you who Uh, Listen to this in real time, let's say listening in a few months' time or a few years' time. We'll be talking about the Ōtōtahi or Christchurch mosque shootings that occurred on the 15th of March 2019 in our country.
0: In our country, yes. So this episode is not going to be a barrel of laughs, I can warn you right now. Uh, We're recording on the 21st of March, so tomorrow will be the one-week anniversary of it. Um, happened Basically, the day last week's episode went up, I think. Yeah,
1: around, so around about mm. one fifty-five was when the news started to come out on the media. And of course, what made it particularly depressing, apart from the fact that 50 people were killed by a, a terrorist walking into two mosques, was that was a day of the climate strikes, mm, where students yes. across the country were striking to show that there is increased interest by the youth for fixing the climate and of course, what should have been a day of good news celebrating the fact that we need to do something about climate change turned out to be a day where we're talking about white supremacism and white nationalism Ooh. due to the actions of a terrorist whose name we will not be using in this episode.
0: Indeed. Um, I think we'll just stick with the killer terrorist. Or white supremacist. White supremacist. Wankstein, I'm quite fond of. Shit stick. Silly bundle of fuck pudding. Yeah. Cheese yeah. eating. Uh anyway. Yeah. I could I could I could come up with epithets for a good thirty minutes or so, but that might not be the most constructive use of our time. Uh now of course this is the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy. There are lots and lots of things that could be said, have been said and will be said about this event, but uh for our purposes, uh we want to look at the conspiracy theories around it, which sprang up pretty much immediately.
1: Yes, in fact, as someone who studies these things and knows where to look. So I got the news at one55 and actually after checking in with people, so one of our friends was down in Christchurch, Nick was down oh, in was Christchurch, yeah, so yeah. I, I, my initial timeline for this was seeing breaking news on Twitter, a shooting in Christchurch, which I assume was going to be a farmer because most gun violence goes around farms, Mm. particularly in the South Island. And then our friend Nick texted me to say, I'm two kilometers away from the mosque where the shootings occurred. And that was the point where I went, oh dear. And after having a little bit of rage, I then went online and looked in the usual places, read it, said it, and the like, and the conspiracy theories, mostly false flag theories, were already... Abundance.
0: Yes. So I think there, there are p- probably um, two angles to look at from this perspective. First of all, the usual false flag stuff that seems to be just the way things go uh, whenever there's any sort of a mass shooting anywhere these days. Uh, but also, of course, um, the killer himself um, was a, subscribed to numerous sort of white supremacist conspiracy theories, some of which we've talked about in previous episodes. Uh, but should we start with the, the false flaggy business? Yes. Uh there are quite a lot of them. Uh, so let's just start
1: with the Let's start with the opinion of one Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh,
0: that's a name that sounds familiar.
1: So he's a paleoconservative commentator in the US. He actually made the news several years ago for railing against drug users in the US and then turning out to have an opioid addiction and actually being one of the class of people he was railing against, Mm. which somehow should have caused his media career to collapse due to the blatant hypocrisy in what he was saying versus what he was doing, and yet somehow made him more popular. Mm. But as a paleo-conservative, he was quick off the mark to pass commentary on the shootings down in Ōtōtāhi and said... This is, and I'm not even going to do my usual attempt at a fake American accent. No, I probably have There's an ongoing theory that the shooter himself may, in fact, be a leftist who writes the manifesto and then goes out and performs the deed purposely to smear his political enemies, knowing he's going to get shot in the process. You know, you just can't, you can't immediately discount this. The left is insane. They are this crazy, and then if that's exactly what the guy is trying to do, then he's hit a home run because right on Fox News, shooters is admitted white nationalist who hates immigrants. Now number is saying this on no evidence whatsoever, Not other than all. the fact he hates people on the left. And so because he hates people on the left, ipso facto, it's quite possible that they engineered the shooting. No evidence, yes, just no. the suspicion that, well, left-wingers are evil, ipso facto, they... Have faked the shooting, or they did it themselves
0: yes, so all, all he's going on is the headline the shooter is, is an admitted white nationalist who hates immigrants, uh which is consistent with a left wing false flag theory. It's also consistent with the shooter being an admitted white nationalist who hates immigrants there's no there's nothing ab- about it that um could get you down that line uh, could get you running that line unless as you say that he's already predisposed to believe it, but um so, lefty's Li- done it. That's one false flag theory, but there are a bunch more. Would you believe Joshua's was the Jews? Uh, well, I personally would not believe it was the Jews, but I would certainly believe that people would say that it was the Jews they
1: So we're talking here about two articles on Veterans Today, a website we've mentioned many times in the past mm. Veterans Today is kind of the more extremist version of PrisonPlanet.com, Which is saying something yeah. And two of the major editors on Veterans Today are Kevin Barrett, who we've talked about in the past and Gordon Duff, who I don't think we've talked about as Doesn't much. Sound familiar. And they've both written articles claiming it was the Zionists or Mossad or the Israelis, but basically it's a Jewish plot. Uh, now I'm going to give you a quote from the second article here, and this basically kind of sums up the argumentative base they're working from. Whether or not Zionists directly orchestrated the New Zealand massacre they are still responsible for it. Maybe they hypnotized the neo-Nazi killers MK Ultra style and unleashed him. Or maybe they just let the 9-11 mass hypnosis operation do its work in planting intergenerational Islamophobia into the Western unconscious.
0: Either way, they did it. Capit- cap- all capitals in they did it, it yeah. should be said. Yeah. Just in case the the tone of unhinged craziness wasn't Entirely obvious um, So This is
1: this is an example of an unfalsifiable claim. Yes, whether or not the Zionists orchestrated it directly They indirectly orchestrated it ipso facto they orchestrated it
0: mm. uh, Another time I would be interested to go into the 9-11 mass hypnosis operation and what that's all about
1: but, and also um, the claim of intergenerational Islamophobia now Nine eleven was that was two thousand and one, wasn't yes, it? That's...
0: And it's now twenty nineteen. So it's possible there were people born around then who had children early and their children would be young now. But so um... we're talking
1: about 17-year-olds, basically.
0: Yeah. I mean Intergenerational, yes, not really time. No. No, I
1: mean it feels like nine eleven was a very long time ago. In part because a lot of world history seems to have occurred between now Ooh. and then. But 2001, which I should say 2019 minus 2001,
0: mm.
1: it's, not, and it's not even September,
0: Yep. so I, it's
1: not even 18 years.
0: I think, I think you've blown this open. What's really, what really doesn't fit about this theory of MKUltra um, programmed assassins and 9-11 hypnosis is the fact that the dates just don't line up but
1: uh but. the other it it is I think the I think the gave is the Kevin Barrett piece We're now going on to the Gordon Duff piece, so the Gordon Duff piece is slightly more measured yeah but Bitterly also slightly really, really weird, so he claims the terrorist is actually forty two and not twenty eight or 29. 20 th- something yeah. yeah. For no particular reason other than he must be lying about his age. And also because he wants to try and fit the shooter as being an immigrant from Israel into Australia. So for those of you who aren't aware, the terrorist in question is Australian by birth but has spent the last wee while living down in Christchurch. Mm. Uh, So Gordon Duff wants to basically try and make the shooter's timeline fit his own personal timeline of the terrorist parents being Jewish and from Israel from a particular point in time. So he has to move the age of the shooter up to 42. And I have to say, he's a
0: pretty good-looking 42-year-old. Yes. Uh, Actually, I wouldn't know, really. The only photos that, that have been in the New Zealand press uh, have had the person's face completely obscured. Although yeah, I suppose I'm, I've been... You've been looking at international... Yeah, where the yeah. pictures are not yeah.
1: pixelated. Although, you know, uh, photo uh, cameras can do wonders to well, wipe, to wipe yes. age off. So he claims what we really have here is a trained assassin, 42 years old, from a Jewish family who travelled against Palestinians. I don't know what he means by travelled against... Oh,
0: Pal- trained against... Oh, tra- that makes more sense it just
1: turns out I can't read Mm. Uh, and served in southern Syria and in Iblib with Al-Qaeda transiting in and out of Turkey now the source for these particular claims are anonymous members of the Russian military
0: and this I mean I don't know does what's going on here is a guy saying well here's a mass shooting it must be a false flag so I'm just going to make a bunch of crap up about it or is it like does he have a direct line to people who will immediately start making up crap about it or is is it the voices in his head I don't so veterans don't today the, has
1: a long history of presenting what appears to be in retrospect made up rubbish as coming from anonymous sources mm. so Whenever they make particular claims of anonymous sources, that really does have to be taken with a pinch of salt. I mean, we've talked about the problem with anonymous sources in the past. So famous American journalist who has recently been writing on... WikiLeaks and Russian collusion stuff, but was famous for the I want to say the Taiping massacre, but that's not the right oh, thing. Oh,
0: lie Seymour Hirsch. Yeah, Seymour
1: Hirsch. Yeah. Now, of course, he has a long history of relying on anonymous sources, and of course, he's been proven right in some cases, but there's big questions about his sources in the mm. particular cases he's writing on at the moment. Uh, So there are always issues if your source is anonymous, you really want verification from a non-anonymous source. But the problem with veterans today is that whenever they talk about anonymous sources, it's almost entirely, I made up this fact, and I now need to justify it by saying, blah. Now, he does raise some interesting questions. Where did the shooter get his weapons from, which wasn't particularly clear at the time Mm. of the initial reports. But he also makes the mistake of assuming that the shooter got his weapons in Australia, his home country, and brought them to this country, either because Gordon is unaware that we have weapons in this country, and it turns out that we have, or at least had, up until this afternoon, shockingly lax gun control. Yeah, well... Or gun laws. I mean, what, what we've now got is a gun control regime, but we actually had a shockingly lax gun... Yes,
0: I mean not not U.S. style lax, but But actually actually apparently very close to the
1: U.S. when it came to semi-automatic rifles. Yes, and purchasing and ownership of them.
0: At the time we record this, in the evening of March the twenty-first, and the afternoon of this day. Uh, the government has announced that they're that straight away they're banning the sale, aren't they? They are, and yeah. then in, in the coming days they're going to be working through the legislation to, um, to to control these weapons. And there'll be certain ones which you just aren't allowed at all unless you have a Class E license, which requires police vetting and all sorts of stuff. They sort of you know acknowledge that yes, sometimes these kinds of weapons do actually have a use in terms of like you know culling herds of animals and stuff, but generally no one should. Uh, have a reason to get them, so they're going to control those um, fairly severely. But before that, yeah, I mean, we've sort of been comparing ourselves to the Australian model, where of course Australia, after the Port Arthur massacre in the late 90s, uh, tightened up their gun laws quite quite substantially and had a big buyback of guns, which our government is now talking about doing as well. Uh, So, of course, immediately um, immediately uh, following the events there was talk that is the government going to start introducing uh, stronger gun control laws which caused a whole bunch of people to go out and start buying guns while they still could Which was disturbing Yes, and also kind of silly because they're not going to be allowed to keep them are they? Yes, and by law
1: if you buy a gun that purchase has to be registered so The police are going to know who bought the guns and there's an amnesty at the moment if you want to hand your guns in, but that amnesty will eventually run out and then the police will have a list of, so, uh, this person bought five guns and they haven't handed any of them in, it's now a serious crime to have these guns, let's go a-knocking.
0: Yes, yes, so we'll see how that works out, but... um now I suppose that this this leads into one thing perhaps of course we, there are these false flags, there are a couple more ones we should get into in a second but um, so far they haven't really talked about motive it's just been the assumption, it just seems to be the script now there is a, ma- a, a mass shooting somewhere, it was a false flag let's let's find evidence that it was a false flag uh, without even really talking about why you would want to do a false flag uh, why, why you would uh, want such a false flag um, operation in the first place but uh, generally when such a motive is brought up, it's usually because they're trying to scare up gun control uh, and possibly you know, so they can then disarm the masses so that they can a- enact their New World Order population control wackiness. But um, in the US at least, this always seems weird because the nothing, d- nothing ever happens. So all these false flag events over there that are supposedly designed to uh, bring about a change in gun laws don't. Uh, Here though they have, so has that had... So
1: I had a quick look at Reddit and said it, I decided not to have a look at 4chan because it just leads me into depression and and 8chan not even going to touch that at this particular moment in time and there are pre-existing threads on Reddit r slash conspiracy and said it about how we were once number one for liberty but now they're taking away our gun rights. But there's nothing particularly new or striking. What is interesting is that basically all of the hunting organizations and federated farmers, which is effectively is the union of farmers in this country, have come out on side of the government Ooh. saying, yeah, we can just use bolt rifles for... The kind of culling we need to do. We actually don't need something that spits out seven bullets in quick succession. So by and large, even the people that you'd expect to be somewhat hesitant...
0: And the people who in the past have been, been strikingly against, gun against gun some control, form of gun yeah.
1: control. Have gone, yeah, this event kind of has changed everything that we thought... So we're on board with the government and we'll just use slower guns for the practical purposes we need them to be used for. Mm. And definitely we don't have a Second Amendment culture here. Yes. Uh, it's always kind of been it's a privilege to own a gun, not a right in Aotearoa, New, C- New Zealand. And it seems that that's come home to roost. People go, yeah, well, that privilege kind of gets taken away when you get an event abused, like this.
0: Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't think... Oh, no, hang on. I was going to say I don't think I've ever seen a gun with my own two eyes in this country. It wasn't until I travelled around Europe and stuff that I saw people carrying weapons. But I think I have vague memories of skeet shooting at an uncle's farm one time. So I think that might be the only time I was actually in the presence of firearms in this country. So See, not...
1: I actually grew up with a gun in the house. My father had a gun.
0: Well, he was... Was he... Was he... Navy, or did yeah, he just m- but
1: merchant, merchant navy? Yeah. Na- navy. So he wasn't a trained navy mm. seal. No, he he had a gun, and it was registered, and it was kept in different parts of the house. So the am- ammunition was in one location, the gun was in a completely different location, as is kind of required. So yes, I always knew there was a gun in in the house, mm. uh, and I've 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 used guns.
0: But nevertheless, quite a different culture here to, yeah. say the United yeah. States, um, which we find I remember my brother went overseas uh he lived in or oh, lived with friends in upstate New York for a short while while he was um around there, so it wasn't not not New York City, but sort of out of it far enough that the people there actually did go hunting and would you know kill a deer at the at the start of start of the season and 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 eat that for the next however many months you know it was all but the the family there apparently did um they slept with handguns. By their bed at night, and if they like got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or something, would take their guns with them, which to them was just a sensible precaution. To us, just seemed utterly bizarre. And my brother was like lived in fear that he was going to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and get mistaken for a for an intruder. I mean, in I'd shot, be
1: but... I'd be concerned given sleepy going to the bathroom things. Just shooting myself in the mm. bathroom whilst I thought I was actually wiping my bottom.
0: Well, yes, you never know. But now now sorry, returning to uh, your list of false flag theories, the next one on the list says us. Oh is that us in capital letters or is that the US? That's the US. Actually no. I, I want
1: to point out there's actually one more oh, one on, more on the list, On designism on, one. Which is basically and this is this is just a bizarre one. Uh so this comes from intellectualobserver.com. And there's a kind of motto on in the internet. You have to describe yourself as being an intellectual on the internet, you're probably not. Mm. And it's simply a claim that there was a fifth suspect who's fled to Christchurch. Uh sorry, fled from Christchurch to Jerusalem. And based on nothing, nothing. There's no they don't give any evidence of there being a fifth su- suspect. They simply say there was a fifth suspect who has fled to Jerusalem.
0: Mm. Now we might get into this a bit as well, um, in terms of uh one of the one of the things that sort of cause, that provides ammunition, I guess, for false flag theories, is that in the um, initial hours and days after an event like this, the the news will change. Things that were reported initially turn out to be the results of bad information or People being mistaken and things like that. Now, eyewitnesses being confused. Mm. Now, one thing that was known is that initially four people were arrested. Now, that, that 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 has been borne out, although it's turned out that there was actually only one shooter and yeah, the so, other three. Yeah,
1: two of the people were heading into the cordoned. Area and one had grabbed a firearm So they're basically going in to do some kind of defensive shooting thing That's the old truck tr- trying tr- to be yeah. the good guy yeah. with the gun and just The fourth person was arrested for sharing the live strays Yeah, so it turns out that only one person was arrested with respect to the crime the terrorist act One person was arrested for an associated crime, sharing objectionable material. We'll talk about that in a minute Mm -hmm. as well. And two people were let go for basically being a bit foolish, rushing into a crime scene or an active area of investigation
0: with guns. Indeed. And there was also, of course, speaking of good guys with guns, there has been the story, uh, details have come out um, that... Uh, one man did actually um, picked up a. Everybody's calling it a credit card machine. Is that just because people don't know what FPOS is yeah, overseas? Yeah, no,
1: yeah, no, no, no one knows what FPOS is overseas. Right.
0: Yeah, a, a credit card machine. Threw it at the guy. Uh, and now that the details have come out, we've found that he picked up the guy's spent weapon, which had no ammunition in it. Uh, I think would have shot the guy if it had, had ammunition, but but it didn't. So he ended up bashing in the guy's windscreen after he retreated to his car and sort of saw the guy off and quite possibly saved a lot of lives. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I think he process. only shot about
1: six people yeah. at the Linwood Islamic Centre because of this brave individual mm.
0: running at him with a ATM machine with, with the thing that was close to hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so de- definite heroic actions, but in, initially, I first heard. That someone had fired shots at the guy's car as he was retreating. That was published in the news briefly. Um, and so it had gone around. The, the NRA predictably started talking about, oh, look, a good guy with a gun the, saved the day. That's what we were talking about. And, uh, and at, at, at last uh, I checked has not actually corrected themselves, even though they've had dozens of people saying, no, that's not true, that didn't happen at all. Um, but again, initial reports uh, sometimes get things wrong, which means the news changes, Uh, which is sometimes jumped on by people as as being somewhat suspicious.
1: And I mean, it seems that the shooting at the car as it drove away factoid actually came from the fact that we now have surveillance footage that shows that the terrorist, aside from going to mosques and shooting people, also engaged in random shooting out of the car window as he was driving.
0: Mm, Fortunately, didn't hit anyone doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But yes,
1: let's move on to the U.S. The U.S., yeah. So So this comes from William Craddock, who had a Twitter thread about this, but also a, a link in that thread to a post he had written, which was claiming that the real perpetrators of this false flag action was, in fact, the U.S. And the reason why it was the U.S. was because it resembles slightly the U.S. infiltration of the North Korean embassy in Spain in January of this year, how so? Well, they both involved people,
0: right? And gunfire, I assume. No, mm. the
1: CIA infiltration of in North Korea was an intelligence operation. No one was, no, no weapons were used.
0: Right. Then I'm really not following.
1: And in fact, almost every single person on Twitter and the comments on the web page itself was going. Normally, really like your work, Bill. But you do seem to be stretching here in comparing a CIA operation in Spain to a series of shootings in mosques down in Christchurch. And that basically is the only evidence. But it's also one of the sources for the claim that the response time for the New Zealand police arriving on the scene was over 30 minutes when, in fact, it actually was about six.
0: Yes, yeah, I think within 20, 21 minutes or something, they actually had, from the time from the police getting the call to taking the guy into custody, was 20-something minutes, and they were on the scene in six. Although that was another one, there there was the the two officers who were there first and, and, and arrested, rammed the guy's car off the road and arrested him, um, had been at some sort of uh, training, training at yeah. the time. Isn't so that is not that convenient. Mm, the was,
1: conspiracy theorists of a particular stripe say so. they, they
0: were at a, at, a, at an unused floor of a nearby hospital. I think training in like room clearing exercises, which had nothing, in no way, was anything like what they ended up actually doing at the time. And yet, that's a, a trope of false flags that all there's always there, there was a, a training thing for just this, um, just this sort of situation occurred just beforehand. Although it's important to note, one of the rationales as to why that training may have occurred, and
1: I don't know this for sure, but it seems likely given the available evidence, about a week, two weeks ago, there was a live shooting incident down in Christchurch. So there was, yeah. yeah, and that meant that for the first time in a long time, the New Zealand police in that region actually went out armed for a day. So normally our police have access to guns, usually locked in the back of a car, uh, but they don't carry guns on the hip because we come from the tradition of conversational policing, trying to talk to a suspect and not resorting to shooting them, which tends to work quite well. And because of this particular event, police went out armed for a day, and then people were going, why are you armed? Because you're not trained to be out with guns all the time, which of course had led to questions The police need to do more firearms training if events of this kind of rogue shooting are about to occur. And so it's quite possible the reason why they were doing training on that particular day was in fact due to they've been out with guns recently. The public are a bit concerned. We probably need to up our
0: skills. Mm. Yes, so it's... Oh, uh, and then... I mean, there, there was a bit more of the usual suspects. Some people thought maybe it, maybe it was a Muslim false flag thing. The Alex same Jones thought there. that. Jones so Alex
1: Jones, who was doing kind of breaking news, on on it did news that maybe it was the
0: Muslims doing a false flag against themselves. Mm. Uh, Freemasons, the gays, because some people don't like... Don't and like it turns out, gay, actually, so.
1: uh, homosexuals
0: get blamed for... Well, events in Christchurch for all the time. So and floods like and actually America, the, so. the
1: Freemasons got blamed for the earthquakes as well. Didn't uh, they? I, this is I, this is a footnote and something I wrote ages ago. Uh, so one of the very 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 late game that earthquakes were caused by power X conspiracy theories for the 2011 Christchurch earthquakes was the fact that one of the epicenters for the second major quake was actually very close to a Freemasonic Lodge. Now Christchurch has basically two bodies of Freemasonry. Uh, so I think they've got the Scottish Rite and the Revised, in- eh, revised English Rite. Apparently they don't like each like each other. So some enterprising soul went, Oh look, the epicentre is really close to one of the, the lodges. It must have been a Freemasonic attack against their Freemason enemies.
0: Mm. Makes perfect sense and So yes, free, I mean, free, no.
1: Freemasons and, and the gays get blamed for a lot of things that go on down in Christchurch
0: I assume gay Freemasons must have a particularly hard time If there are any I have met gay Freemasons Well there we go so, But not in Christchurch Did they cause any earthquakes that you know of? Only in my heart Right, well it's okay So we've talked about the false flags. I mean, you you have given us about what is it seven pages worth of notes here. Yeah. Certainly doing your due diligence, which we probably won't get through the lot of it. But um, maybe it's time to turn to the other sort, because now now you did go and read the guy's manifesto.
1: I I did. Uh, Now I should point out sense of duty more than. So there are two there are two artifacts of this shooting, which were released. The manifesto was released before the terrorist attack uh, the terrorist also live streamed the first 16 minutes of the attack uh, listed about the snuff film that he made the better uh, some of the false flag theories do rely on either seeing or not seeing the video yes, to theory. talk about things which are or aren't in it. So there there are theories that the attacks must have been staged because there's ammunition lying on the ground at a particular point, which he picks up, which indicates it was planted, despite the fact that the video is actually quite clear it was dropped at an earlier point, And he comes back to it, claims that you can't see the bullet casings flying out of the gun despite the fact that it's a low it's a low frame rate badly compressed video so small details like that are just going to be completely
0: invisible things like that uh, but and we there, I mean there are there are claims like people relying on people not having seen it to say things like you know oh, if you could see the video you'd, then you you'd see would, how, how fake it is obviously fake there's yeah. also a claim that it looks like
1: a computer game and i have to say people who claim it looks like a computer game have never played a first person shooter Because first person shooters, when you shoot a target, you have to shoot them a lot to make them fall down. And let's just say this video reflects people being shot in a much more accurate, crumple-to-the-ground way.
0: Yes, yes. so well, I see
1: YouTubers claiming the reason why they can't auto-detect, or auto-detect it is it looks too much like a computer game. And once again, I have to question that kind of rationale. Yes.
0: But let's um, talk about the, the manifesto. The manifesto, yes. So this was... Um, this was uh, emailed out to uh, various people in our government and the media, I believe, just before the attack, but not... Um, I, I think he does name the two mosques a ways down in the manifesto, yes, but yes, in, that, the email, through. in the actual email, just says, you know, my, my it was in reference to the attacks as though they had already happened, although it was sent out just beforehand, but certainly... The emails didn't wouldn't have given anyone time to react to it in no, advance. No, no. Um, although again, that was something people jumped on a little bit. But um, so out out of a, a sense of duty, for which you must be commended, you even sat actually read through the entire. What is it? Seventy-two pages. Seventy-four
1: pages. Seventy-four I've read it pages. Several times now, yep. so not just once. I, uh, not I just have twice. not read
0: any of it because, and I'm, nor should I you, you ever have, have to. to, and I don't want to. Uh, um, Basically, the media here have kind of agreed that they're never going to quote it directly. Yes, the guy wants in for me, the guy wants to be known, so we've decided here, no, he's not going to get any of that. Uh, So
1: basically, this is going to be a discussion paraphrasing things Mm. in the manifesto. There are some direct quotes in the actual text we've got here for our use to try and make sense of it but we won't actually be reading any of the manifesto out. Uh, The manifesto I believe has now been classified as objectionable material so like the video there are legal consequences for sharing the manifesto or the video online and even having possession of it Uh, so the copy I had no longer exists it's just, and I don't really need to have it, having read it several times and
0: on one level the manifesto is exactly what you'd expect it to be just all the stereotypical conspiracy theories and and ranting of a white supremacist. Yeah. I expect. mean what
1: makes it chilling is a it's so frank and b I've kind of read things like this before but they're from people who haven't actually decided to go out and do anything. And of course this is actually what makes a lot of talking about the terrorist rather interesting. Uh, so he had a Twitter account, which was basically set up in about 2011, but only became active a few days before the sh- It's not active in, in, in anymore, so you won't be able to find it. But it was only active for a few days prior to the shooting. And it's kind of chilling to read, because once you know who's behind it, suddenly all of the racism in it seems a lot more sinister then the same stuff you find by people who haven't gone out and killed people. Mm. Suddenly the reframing of that Twitter account by this person has killed 50 people with a gun as opposed to this person's just a racist mm. uh, Really is quite frightening.
0: I have heard that it's 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 a manifesto for the internet age that it's a bit sort of Mimi and refers to
1: yeah, and we will get onto that because the manifesto can't be read as one straight document Because there are elements of it which are quite deliberately Designed to trigger the libs.
0: right in what way?
1: Uh, well, let's like, okay. l- let's go through it. So the ma- manifesto is called the Great Replacement And that's because the central tenant of the terrorist theory is the Great re- Replacement Hypothesis the white white genocide
0: Yeah, the claim that about? Them. Yeah.
1: birth rates in the West are declining. So whites are disappearing and our countries are being invaded by non-white people, non-European people. And I'm saying non-white, non-European here because there's a whole racist thing which exists in the whole white supremacist movement. It's whether people like Italians or the Irish actually count as being properly white. Mm. So even within European nationalism, there are certain nationalities that, you, that the white nationalists go, oh yes, but not those white people. They're a little bit too, either too white if they're Irish, or a bit swarthy if they're Italian.
0: Mm. And I think you could almost make the argument that the, the the white genocide possibly is happening, but only because white supremacists are so ridiculously narrow in their definition of what white people are yeah. that the the, yeah. the the numbers are dwindling just by their um their, their increasingly strict definitions. But anyway, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of talking about the invasion of
1: countries by non-white people coming to them. Now, should be pointed out that the white genocide or Great replacement thesis with respect to this country, Aotearoa New Zealand, is of course a tricky thing to argue for, given that we are a colonised nation, where the white people came in and invaded and replaced the indigenous people. Mm. Uh, But the whole point of the Terrorist Act is actually not to incite change in this country, but to incite change in the US, because his actual hope is that by gun control being enacted in the US, the pe- the white people will rise up, replace the government, and we will then have a nice fascist utopia.
0: Right. A little bit like the old um, Charles Manson thing, where he wanted a race war, which he thought he thought there was going to be a race war between black people and white people that he wanted to trigger, which he thought that the black people would win... But then he would rule over the black people because whites are superior to blacks, even though blacks would beat them in a war or something. Strangely enough, you'll be surprised to learn Marilyn Manson's theories Ch- uh, un- of ridiculous. Manson. Sorry. Ch- Ch- <laughs> did you? Sorry. Uh, got a shoe in a pop, uh, a pop culture reference at some point. The ghost movie with Billy Zane? Oh, where he's he mistakes Marilyn Manson for Charles Manson and is corrected and is like, But oh, that's worse." Anyway, go and see that movie. It's uh, cool. well, and watch and watch
1: Curfew, which has Billy Zane in mm. it, and it's the most perfect Billy Zane role of I've all I've never Billy seen Zane the like. It
0: was a, a bog-standard horror ghost movie that gets turned into a comedy by the force of Billy Zane's personality alone. Anyway, Charles Manson, full of shit, uh, much like the killer here. You'll be surprised yeah. to learn. Yeah, uh, now. Because he's
1: Australian, he does spend a large chunk of the manifesto about how Australians and New Zealanders are essentially Europeans, uh,
0: and then has a really, really big go against Turkey. So now, now yeah, this is one thing. He he has travelled a bit beforehand, hasn't he? He's been yes, he, in fact been he went through Hungary and Romania, North Romania, yes. Um, and what, what there's history there against the Turks? Well, yes. So, uh,
1: so one of the really really interesting things from my perspective, uh, so and I have to get I have to get the name here. So, the terrorist painted a whole bunch of phrases and names on the magazines and guns he used to enact these attacks, and one of the names on there is Sirban Cantacuzio. Uh, who's a 17th century prince of Wallachia, which is the southern part of Romania, which, as a friend pointed out, is a really, really deep cut. Even most historically literate Romanians have no idea who this person is. Now, this person is famous for basically betraying the Ottomans and basically ending the Ottoman Empire. So he was meant to be a vassal prince of the Ottomans, but in the Battle of Vienna, he was secretly passing information on to the Austrians, which then meant the Ottoman Empire got defeated and Soban basically got promoted by the Austrians. So he's a famous anti-Turk figure but a really, really deep Mm. cut. And it seems that the time the terrorists spent in Hungary, apparently researching anti-Turkish figures, was really quite profitable.
0: Mm. Any, I mean, is that just white supremacists, Europe good, not Europe bad? Well, it's because he wants
1: to say the split between Europe and non-Europe to the east is the bosphorus straits right and basically tell is telling turkey you need to get on your side of that river because the west of istanbul basically belongs to the west and you need to move out move out of there so the focus on his islamophobia is also very much focused on turkey as a nation state
0: mm. now People have made issue of the fact that he mentions President Trump. He mentions PewDiePie, I believe. Or doesn't he start the video by saying, remember, subscribe, subscribe to PewDiePie? Yeah,
1: <laughs> so he doesn't mention Pew- PewDiePie in the manifesto. He does mention Candace Owens.
0: Now, yeah, this is, who is Candace Owens? We've I, talked about her We must have her talked her about Candace Owens before. She was I, the
1: turning, she was the, per, we had a whole discussion oh, about Turning, turning the Point one, UK.
0: Was she the one who kind who, of defended Hitler? And no, that I'm it, lost. no, I'm so sure,
1: she she was the one who gave a speech saying, you know, if only Hitler had stuck to doing what he was doing. Oh, that in one, right? Sure, okay, okay. And case of yeah, if you kind of, if you're saying that, you're kind of saying, if only he just killed off the Jews and the nation state of Germany, it would have been mm. fine. Uh, so he makes a comment in the manifesto that he admires Candace... Candace I can't say her last name, mm-hmm. Owens, but finds her. Her means too extreme, which is kind of ironic, given he then goes and shoots for two people, Mm. because he's trolling. He's basically Mm. name-checking someone to trigger the libs, I've got air quotes up there for people who are listening at home, and joking about, oh, she's too extreme, I'd never follow her path, Uh, which has led to a lot of discussion about the people he mentions, because he mentions Candace Owens as an inspirational figure, he mentions the English fascist leader Oswald Mosley as an inspirational figure, he claims to admire Trump but also not like Trump, so he thinks that Trump is a great figurehead for white nationalism but thinks he's a bad politician which is essentially he's saying, look, you could be doing more to do white nationalist stuff. You're a great figurehead for our organization, but you're failing to actually do anything for us. Uh, but a lot of this stuff is has meta-contextual stuff. You need to be able to go through and sort out when is he being sincere and when is he in it for the lols? Because this Ooh. is a 4chan or 8chan style manifesto. I mean, there's one particular bit where he's going through a list of objections he might have to you objecting to what he's doing, and he does the 4chan Navy SEAL screed. I'm a trained killer, blah, 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 blah. And so there's a half-page screed about, I'm a Navy SEAL. I'll kill your family. I'll track you down. Of course, he's not a Navy SEAL. That's a standard response that people give on 4chan. Mm. But it's in the map.
0: It's in the ma- manifesto. Yeah, I mean, some people have pointed out that the sort of the trolley nature of it. There's a lot of um, attention grabbing. Certainly, I mean, the, the PewDiePie reference means that now, PewDiePie, if, if you're our age, you might not know who he is, he, despite being... He, he's still the biggest YouTube channel. He is indeed. Is. Yep. More subscribers than anyone else on YouTube. He's basically a, a, a guy who streams himself playing video games, but has gotten hot water in the past for doing, f- saying stupid racist anti-Semitic things. Which and he also sort of ho- hosting me- members of the alt-right mm. on his web show. Um, but by, by mentioning him, that means... Pewdiepie is going to come out and say in front of his tens of millions of audiences, "Hey, that guy in New Zealand, I'm nothing to do with him. I totally disavow him." But which suddenly gives, gives him, him a very huge amount of publicity, audience yeah.
1: because fans of Pewdiepie are very fanish about mm. Pewdiepie. There's a reason why he has such a large subscriber subscriber base, which is very active. So it's a very good way of getting his mm. message out. Uh, one thing which is odd to lighten the mood ever so slightly or well, it's going to get dark again very quickly. He does claim he asked the reborn knight Templar for a blessing before the attack.
0: Right. Did they exist? Well, so this is, and this is why I say it's going to get dark again. This is a reference to Anders Breivik. Right, the guy who shot well, no, actually... He killed 70-something people, but there was a bomb involved as well, wasn't there? Yeah, a heard... bomb
1: in, in Oslo and then the shooting yeah, on the I've island.
0: I've heard the incident in Christchurch referred to as the worst mass shooting ever. Yeah, in terms it's of people just shot above years.
1: Orlando, mm, which is so the second. So that's... Go us. Anders so um, but... Breivik when he was defending himself in Norway against the charges of being a terrorist, despite the fact that he admitted that he had shot a bunch of people, he was trying to make the claim that he was doing a good thing because the Labour Party members he shot were actually bad, p- bad people, Claim that he was a knight justicar, Uh, of the PCCTS, or the Knights Templar of Europe, which he defined as a resistance movement to battle Islam in Europe. And at the time of his trial, the prosecutors basically believed he was making this up, that he was making up some kind of justification that there was another organization in the background supporting him when there was no evidence of it. Now, the terrorist in this particular respect claims... To have asked a for a blessing before the attack and tried to get the blessing of Knight Justicar Breivik and as Breivik wasn't able to get through to him, but got a blessing from another member of the organization and If we assume that these reborn Knights Templar don't exist then this is simply a way for the terrorist to link himself to Anders Breivik and his similar manifesto. And if the Knights Templar Reborn do exist, then we have a serious problem. Mm. because It turns out there's a secret organization with members doing terrorist acts around the world. But I suspect at this stage, this once again is for the lols to trigger the libs to make people think there's some bigger thing going on here.
0: Is there any QAnon stuff?
1: No, actually. Mm. Uh, although, I mean, there are QAnon theories about oh, well, this. Yes. Uh, but there's no reference to QAnon in it. In fact, has a big, big long thing about conservatism in the US. I think it's fair to say that QAnon is kind of associated with conservative mm. political philosophy uh, as being dead. And right. a completely useless thing. He wants us to engage in eco-fascism. Mm.
0: Which is? Well...
1: People like Paul Joseph Watson of Infowars.com would say that ecofascism is basically the kind of left-wing extremism we get with environmentalism. But if we take it that he's being sincere, this is the terrorist, not Paul jo- jo- Joseph Watson. Never assume he's being sincere. If we take it, the terrorist is being sincere about being a fan of Oswald Mosley, the kind of inventor of English fascism in the 1930s. Mosley's kind of fascism also fits in with the thesis of pastoralism. The idea of going back and living in small village-like communities with people who look and think just like you. And returning back to a early modern lifestyle without much technology. So it's not as if the terrorist is actually advocating environmentalism. What the terrorist wants is for people to live in small, isolated village communities going back to nature. That's what he means by, e- by eco-fascism.
0: Although being such a such an internet social media sort of technologically literate manifesto once again, a little bit hard to believe.
1: Alright, so I... I... I gave a, well, I didn't give a talk, I was invited to a meeting at an equity club at Selwyn College earlier today and someone actually asked that, that same question. If that's what he's advocating for, why live, live stream the attacks? Why have a manifesto online? Why do all the social media stuff? Okay, so well, Sometimes people do believe that you, you can do a bad thing to get a good thing. You want to get your message out there. Your message is, shut it all down but you will actually use the me- mechanisms you've got. So sometimes there's a kind of willing hypocrisy, which people engage in even politically if they think the ends justify the means.
0: Mm, yes, no, that's probably true. It's been interesting to see um, immediately, I noticed on Twitter, um, the the uh, reaction from the alt-right seemed to be quite, quite universally... Um, never anyone criticised a sort of an alt-right figure of any kind and said, Let's, you know, th- th- this is what your kind of talk ultimately leads to, it's been, no, no, don't, don't attack me. Haven't you read the guy's manifesto? He wants division. He wants us fighting amongst ourselves. You're giving him exactly what he wants by criticising the alt-right people who he seems to like and admire. Uh, it mostly just struck me how consistent that line was as a response to hey, see where your shitty talk can lead.
1: All the other response we're finding from a lot of conservative Christian nations are, what about the 120 Christians killed in Nigeria? Why isn't the media picking up on that? And the answer is A, it has been reported. B, that wasn't actually... Muslims killing Christians that was a political fight where it turns out you've got farmers who are Christians and Herders who are Muslims and there's a resource resource fight going on there So it's only accidentally a religious conflict it's actually an e- economic one as well And also in this country, we're kind of allowed to talk about an event which actually happened here. Yes.
0: Yes, we are um Another, one little point. Um, when the guy appeared in court here, um, he he stood there and he, he did the white power okay. Symbol yeah, thing. which we
1: were told two years ago is not a white power symbol. They're just trolling us. Mm. And yet it's amazing how often people in the white supremacists, white nationalist movement now use it to signal their white nationalists or white supremacists
0: yes. to other white supremacists. Uh, we
1: need to retire that symbol.
0: It's, it's, a, really, it's a really interesting example possibly even more so than the stuff from his manifesto it it sort of symbolizes the kind of trolley sort of strategy of doing horrible stuff but sort of trying to build in deniability by by saying it's all just jokes so especially with that symbol it it was deliberately started sort of as a joke but the fact that it Got a whole bunch of white people using it as a white power people using it as a symbol to sort of mean white power means that it effectively now is a white power symbol, and yet you can't bring that up without people either posting photos yeah. of left wing, you know, Barack Obama and and um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and whatever, all doing that symbol to the camera and saying "ha ha look," or, or indeed just posting screenshots of the original Reddit post saying "hey let's make a joke out of this." So it sort of it, it builds in its own. Its own sort of dependence. which is
1: precisely the point. I mean Ooh. there's a lot of discussion about the way the alt-right operate in this kind of propagandistic notion, which is you kind of want vague statements that you can then easily go no 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 but actually I mean to a think this is how the whole Jordan Peterson work uh, thing works. He will make a vague statement with a clear implication but because he never actually makes the implication explicit, when you say, what do you mean by that, is it, no, 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 There's another inter- interpretation here, and he'll find a way to then divert discussion into an interpretation which actually makes no sense in the context of everything else he says, but in the isolated moment, he says, no, 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 you can read this another way, and if we read it that way, well.
0: Mm. Now, we should probably start wrapping up soon, um, so this, this episode doesn't go too too much past time. Um, there is still the issue now, if, if we can change topics a little bit, why this guy didn't get picked up by our internal security services. There's been a lot of sort of sideway glancing at the, um, at the, the New Zealand SIS and the GCSB um, who've spent a lot of time monitoring environmentalists and Maori radicals and sort of lefty people but seem to have no idea that there was this simmering uh, threat of white, supremacist, white supremacism in our country.
1: And the reason why, as NZSIS and the GCSB, so our various security services admitted, they've not surveilled any white supremacists or white nationalists in 10 years. Mm. They have been surveilling left-wing activist groups, environmental groups, and Maori groups in that time, but they haven't actually surveilled any white supremacists. Was Was it
0: Jane Clifton, who was the reporter who went through 10 years' worth of their releases and apart from one passing mention basically found no no actual reference to white supremacists as any kind of threat in this country yeah and mm.
1: to a large extent this is because our security services suffer from the same malaise as their british counterparts who over the 20th century thought the only real threat to british society were socialists mm. So, basically, if you were on the right, you were, an, you were pro the establishment, and thus you weren't a threat to the nation-state. Socialists were the anti-establishment groups, so we'd keep an eye on the, the anti-establishment groups. Except it turns out that, as we've seen in recent years, a lot of the of acts of terror within Western nations have been committed by groups with conservative leanings.
0: Yes, I I don't know the stats in New Zealand about any events like this, but I've I've seen the American one where it was like 74% of attacks and over the last few years have been from right-aligned white supremacists. Um, Yeah.
1: And, I mean, we had the Uruwera raids back in 2011, and there was no move at that time against white nationalists who were running paramilitary training camps in the
0: South Island. Yes, the Uruwera raids being... um, uh, what's that? Tuhoy. yeah. Up in Tuhoy country they were... You had a bunch of guys basically playing silly buggers with guns in the woods. Like, I yeah. don't have a lot of respect for what they were doing. Nevertheless, they were the ones who got jumped on, um, whereas other groups uh, did not. And indeed, I, I, I've, I've seen stories that supposedly people have reported the gun club that the killer belonged to in Christchurch, people have reported... The Bruce saying, Rifle Club. ...saying these guys, there is, you know... A lot of camo on people who have no need to be wearing camouflage gear it was sort of one of those they, they were very much um not at all military trained but liked playing soldier boy sort of stuff and pe- people had apparently said you know these these guys could be trouble but um you really got picked up and then there's the story by um anjan anjan Rahman, um who who i have met before and is a lovely human being who's spoken and talked about how she is uh, I don't have the notes, the, the, the Muslim organisation that she belongs to had, had gone to our organize, uh, security organisations here and said, hey, look, we think there is a problem here. They'd sort of got time with them, sat down and talked about it with them uh, and then seen nothing come up. Yeah, no, and it's actually uh, a lot of reports of that years, type yeah. of
1: I gave them evidence of. Uh, I mean, in in defence of what happened up in the Uruweras, it was basically an activist training program. There was some gunplay mm. being engaged there. In part, it was a kind of exercise for training people to, to be able to move under threats. So it wasn't because they were training to kill in anyone, they were just doing military drills as a kind of coordination exercise but because the police were intercepting them because of the threat of terrorism, they then interpreted things such as an assassination attempt against George W. Bush which was to build a catapult that would launch a bus onto the former president's head mm. which is quite obviously an Incredible. example of drunk talk mm. okay, so how would you kill President Bush? Oh, i um, build a catapult yeah what would you fire a bus pretty big catapult oh yeah he's a pretty big president eh Uh, so yeah so that interception was going on but the white supremacists not so much now immediately after the attack uh, NZSIS made murmurs that maybe the intelligence failure was due to underfunding, although as Felix Mar- Marlowe, former journalist now working uh, for the civil service pointed out, NZSIS did not f- spend its full appropriation in the last financial year. Mm. So they had an appropriation of around about $89 million NZ, and they spent 63 so, if they're underfunded, you kind of expect being un- underfunded, you spend right up to the yes, line, yes. as opposed to we're underfunded, so we're going to spend even less money. Mm. That's
0: not how things work. No. So, yeah, there's. There's a couple of organisations in this country who have definitely got got some in, some splaining to do.
1: And there is there is going to be a commission of inquiry as to exactly what occurred. There are questions as to whether the heads of those organisations should offer their resignations as a matter of course. It's kind of expected in the UK a failure of this type would lead to a... To offers of resignation, whether they're accepted is another matter entirely, Mm. but there are going to be inquiries as to why this was not picked up and also why other members of the Five Eyes network that we belong to did not pick this up because he traveled through Five Eyes countries. So surely flags should have been, should should have been risen about him. Does that make sense? Flags raised? raised. Flags should should have been raised about him. And They obviously weren't mm. and or if uh, they were none of the information ever got back here
0: Yes, and and even even the police who there is no doubt definitely did the job and did it well on the day but um, They were quite happy to raid Nicky Hager's house when he was merely a Witness in a case like he wasn't yeah. even accused of anything, but but a, a well-known sort of left-wing activist type um, and, and he, yet...
1: the roofing installation company in Christchurch oh, oh, yes. which advertise insulation at fourteen dollars eighty eight a meter.
0: And had a particular symbol with a Nazi heritage as its company yeah. logo as well.
1: Uh they were apparently driving their van around Christchurch. Did, for years. did you see that
0: the owner of that company has been arrested for sharing the video as well. Yes. So he's
1: Yes, so uh
0: now they're paying mm. attention
1: to white nationalists and white supremacists in this country. A little bit too yes. late,
0: so uh, uh, probably about time to wrap things up. Um, a dark day for New Zealand all around that that much is sure, um, but an interesting example and maybe maybe sort of ten years from now, or something when there 's a bit of distance, this will make a very interesting case study and to conspiracies and and false flags and all of that sort of business yeah i mean um, i've
1: i've written one public article for the spin-off on this and having made seven pages of notes at some point i'm probably going to write something more academic about this uh mate although not right now because it's all an emerging story yes and some of these conspiracy theories will grow or change with time. So it'll be quite interesting to see which ones completely disappear and which ones either survive, which ones mutate into various versions. But it's a it's kind of suddenly become a personal story because suddenly we have a false flag in our backyard in a nation which isn't really used to this kind of thing. Or at least yeah. not used to this kind of thing. In recent history, we are a nation built on racist violence towards our indigenous people, including massacres of those indigenous peoples when we wanted their land. Mm. But we kind of, we made sure we that kept all that ago. bad stuff to a mm. while ago. I mean, there's been land seizures in and, and intervening years, and of course systemic racism denying people the vote for long periods of time, but the actual killing of indigenous people. People. we've tried to keep that to a minimum for the last century and this has kind of woken up a whole bunch of stuff in our country Ooh. including we need to deal with our racism
0: problem yep uh but for the for 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 the immediate uh context um, that's about us for now we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a, a patron exclusive bonus thingy now as well although we may end up releasing it a bit. Yeah, so th- uh, it'll be an interesting.
1: Yeah, so talk we about. have the ability through Patreon to basically silo an episode to patrons for a short amount of time, and then make it available to everyone. And I think in this particular case, and I doubt our pa- our patrons are going to disagree with this. Yes. Uh, the bonus content is something we'll make available in a week's time, and that bonus content is going to be looking at. A list of apparently eight unique features that show this is a false flag, according to New Zealand's premier conspiracy theorist, not conspiracy theory theorist, that would be me, Vinnie Eastwood, uh, who is now convinced that this was a false flag for 18 reasons which I don't think are very convincing.
0: Yes, well we'll look
1: at that but we'll next, explain and you can... why in the bonus episode which patrons can listen to immediately and the rest of you can have in a week's time
0: oh, Wow well, yes so so until then uh, if you're in this country and indeed if you're not in this country look after yourselves and indeed your mental health in a time such as this uh, hopefully next week we can talk about something a little bit more cheery that would that would certainly be nice
1: yeah, let's, let's hope there actually aren't any other events.
0: Between well, yes, yes, that would be good. Um, yes, I certainly. I'm keeping tabs on the um, the guy who shot the head of the Gambino Mafia family in America, flashing QAnon signs at his uh, court appearance. There's it's a murder, but um, there there is some comedy there. Yeah. Uh, so and... we we'll, we'll see. Mm. <laughs>
1: what, what, what we need is simply a single yeah, death. A but... funnier murder would yeah. be nice. So a yeah, single death. One of these... I mean, you can have fun with a single death, but with mm. 50, it's just too yes. hard.
0: So, yes, we'll see what we, we can uh, come up with next week. But until then, uh, goodbye to you all and good night.
1: And remember, sometimes all you've got is gallows humour.
0: Mm hmm.